0: This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephyr only on 101.9 High fm
1: David Abramson is a clinical psychologist in private practice. He specializes in parenting as well as child and adolescent therapy. He will be one of the experts participating in the Bella Vista Share online international conference taking place from the 5th of May. David will be talking on the topic Quiet minds helping us understand the introvert and appreciate the qualities of introverts often functioning in an extrovert-dominated culture. David, welcome and thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's only a pleasure.
1: David, why not? When I was reading your topic, I actually thought for the first time to what extent introverts are often overlooked. And it's something I've never thought about before. I always thought the world was divided into extroverts and introverts, and they were both seen as equal. Is this not the case?
0: You know, I don't think so. I think, I think um, in the 20th century, um, I think there has been this uh, move, especially in Western culture, um, that people who are extroverts, who speak out, um, are more successful Are the ones who are more confident To have better self-esteem You know we think about you know What do you do if you want to improve yourself You know you go on a Dale Carnegie course You go and you go listen to to motiv- You know people who are motivating you And these are of, often very loud Extroverts who say You know you need to assert yourself You need to find your voice um, And that's seen often As being successful And uh, this idea of being quieter Being an introvert um, is seen, you know, often as being quite the opposite, which is, which is really not true. And I think uh, it's so nice that this topic is being spoken about because I, I think there needs to be a lot of demysticization about uh, this particular, you know, word, introverts, because often people think about introverts as being people who are not so successful, people who are, you know,
1: um, very
0: anxious, which is not the case at all.
1: I can't tell you how much I'm loving this conversation, David, um, as an <laughs> introvert myself, I'm like, feeling so validated. Here. Do you think s- schools particularly mm. favor and reinforce the extrovert at the expense of the introvert?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think not only schools, but businesses. I think there's a lot of pressure on on children to, um, you know, to speak their minds, um, you know, to to be out there. Again, you know, this whole thing around self-esteem and confidence is, is so linked to, you know, as I say, speaking out, say what you mean. Don't keep it to yourself. But I think it's so important to, to, to actually point out that this concept of like introversion, um, has, which I think a lot of people often associate with, they're often associated with anxiety. Um, and that's completely different. If someone is an introvert, um, you know, there's two ways of really looking at it. One is, is the difference between an introvert and an extrovert is where they get their energy. So it's got nothing to do with um, being, uh, uh, which, which would, would be a problem, which is social anxiety, where someone struggles to go into social situations because they are, you know, they're overwhelmed by the anxiety. That's not an introvert. Um, An introvert would kind of would get their energy from being in small groups, from being on their own. And that's where they refuel, Um, while extroverts would be the opposite. They refuel by being in big groups and interacting with a lot of people. So that's also a very important way of thinking about it. Where do people refuel and get their energy? And and, and as I said also, I think it's very important that when someone – Um, When when we talk about an introvert, we're not talking about someone who's debilitated by anxiety. What we're talking about is someone who very consciously chooses to be in smaller groups or to be on their own at times. And it's not because, as I say, they've got huge amounts of anxiety. It's because they choose to be there. They choose to be in that position because that suits their personality better. And, uh, And I think, as you've mentioned, I think in schools as well, we tend to oh, you know, your child's very quiet in class, you know, we he really needs to or she really needs to speak up more, you know. And uh and, and and that's often very unfair. I think I think, you know, we need to take into account whether that child is more of an introvert. Uh, and re- and as I say, please like remember that that when you are called an introvert, it's like saying you've got anxiety. Anxiety can be, I think has got a bad, bad reputation and you know, because some anxiety can be your best friend. Uh, to get you going, to be productive, and the same thing with introversion. There are so many benefits uh, that people who are introverted um, can bring to uh, a, 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 a. It could be a school environment. It could be to a workplace. Uh, it could be to a social interaction. So, so I think we, I think it's, I think we need to try and demystify and, and start really understanding what introversion really means.
1: David, um, absolutely. As I said, I'm absolutely loving everything you're saying. I'm agreeing. I'm in agreement with everything. My question to you is: uh, You talk about anxiety and introvert are not at all the same thing, right? What about absolutely. shyness and introversion? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Absol- i mean i think that's such a good that's such a good question because that's often some th- you know something that is um you know misunderstood when people say Oh you know that person's very shy you know that that that's a you know that's a problem I think these things are very 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 different um and I think just to um maybe create and and, and to make it very clear the difference between the two um I think I'd like to, you know, highlight certain things. When you say that someone is shy, you know, um, that tends to be, uh, you know, someone who does who does suffer from some degree of anxiety, who does have a degree of, of difficulty being out in the world. They get, you know, you see people, you know, almost curling up into themselves and they, and they can't express themselves. And that is basically um, driven by anxiety. While someone who's an introvert um, actually sometimes—and this this is where people raise their eyebrows—can really enjoy being in groups. They might absolutely love being in groups. They might not be the loudest. They're not be they 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 might not speak first, but they certainly are quite happy to be in groups. They don't want to spend a huge amount of time in groups because remember, they want to go and be in smaller groups or be on their own to recharge and refuel. But they certainly would. You know, uh, enjoy. Often, introverts would enjoy being, um, you know, in um, being in that kind of environment with lots of people, and would be fine to talk. Might not, as I say, be the first person to talk, um, but certainly would have good ideas and would want to contribute. While a shy person really um, is, is more of a personality where we're saying that there can be an issue. And if you look at a shy person is likely to be higher levels of anxiety, which wouldn't be the case with someone who's an introvert.
1: Introverts and extroverts
0: born? Such a good question. Such a good question. I think for me, you know, there's so much research done on this and you know, we you know the whole debate between nature and nurture and what where it fits in. But I think really where the most useful research has come from is this whole idea of stimulation. Um and they've done so much research um, you know, with babies and how they respond to uh, the environment and stimuli. And they found that, you know, and again, it's purely a neurological um, event that children who struggle um, you know, with too much stimulation um, and who like to kind of have less stimulation tend to develop into introverts. Um, and those who like stimulation, again, we talk about that refueling that just, you know, just feeds them Tend to become extroverts. Obviously that's a generalization, but there are many studies that show that, that, that it's almost like you're born with this neuro- neurological, um, you know, a disposition. But like anything, I think in psychology, certainly, and maybe I'll even venture to say in, in psychiatry, everything's on a continuum, you know? So, so again, um, we can't, I think it's important not just to, to, to look at things as being an introvert or extrovert. We actually talk about some people who are in the middle. Um, and we call them amb, um, ambiverts so so again you know it 's so important to to not think about it in black and white, uh, but certainly certainly from what we um, you know from what we know, it seems like this starts from birth you know this is a neurological event
1: when we're dealing with maybe those on the more extreme sides of introversion. Uh, what do you advise to parents and teachers in terms of getting the best? Because you, you mentioned earlier, you know, you, you do Dale Carnegie and you, you're praised for coming out and speaking out. And often our school systems, you know, reward those who, who push themselves forward. How do we ensure that those that don't are encouraged not to be extrovert, but mm-hmm. encouraged To give the bit, or to be recognised.
0: Yeah, I think for me, the 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 first step is to create an awareness. I think, I think, for teachers, for educators, to to start realizing, to, to to understand that there are different types of personality. And again, as we've been saying, it's not about pathology that there's something wrong, that they just work differently, that they think differently, they perform differently under different circumstances. So I think the first thing is to is to just create that awareness. And then I think to understand what those benefits are of being an introvert and this whole idea that, you know, um, that, for example, that good ideas only come out in groups where these people just talk and share ideas, it's not true. Often introverts, um, when they sit alone and they are are not with other people, only with one or two, come up with fantastic ideas. So really about understanding that and trying to create situations in the schooling environment which would facilitate the introvert really reaching their potential. I mean, I mean, when we when 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 we think about uh, introverts, they they are amazing, and I am generalising, but amazing listeners because they don't need to talk, they don't need to speak out immediately, um, and they choose their words wisely. They think before they speak, which is a which is a wonderful trait, and that should be um, really applauded and encouraged. Um, that are often very observant. Very observant, and they make quality friends. They might not have quantity, but they make the best friends because they really um, they, they, they they really listen, feel close to their friends, attend to their friends. Um, and then I'm going to uh, I'm going to venture to say make great great partners, husbands, wives, you know, partners because they they don't really want to go out in the world all the time. You know, they want to be at home. They want to be, you know, with their with their loved ones. So often introverts make fantastic, fantastic husbands, wives and partners. Um and so and they also very funny enough, not funny enough, I think quite quite obviously are very compassionate leaders. And um, you know, we think about you know leaders being these loud people who Aurora, come on, we can we can do this. But it's amazing how um how introverts are, 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 are often seen as the most fantastic leaders because they, they firstly they aren't afraid to give, and, and again a generalisation, but often aren't afraid to give um employees the you know the credit when it's you know they they don't have to speak about speak above them, and they again are very very good listeners, and you'll often hear someone say, geez my boss or my friend was really with me. They really listened," and I think that's. So so important in today's world. We we do so much talking um, and just too little listening. And I think that's where we can learn a, a lot about introverts. So really, it's about to answer your question: is to really about uh, to educate teachers about um, about introverts and create situations where introverts can really reach their full potential, and then celebrate that, um, reward them for that.
1: What you're talking also about is the complementary nature of introverts and extroverts, how they can actually benefit um, from each other. So instead of kind of trying to force your introvert to be extrovert, we should just allow the introvert to offer what they can And, yeah, I mean, I I really can't tell you how validated I feel as an introvert. It's like (laughs) the first time I've thought about it in a positive light.
0: (laughs) Well, I must say I'm also, you know, um, just to talk a bit personally like we are, you know, I'm also an introvert. I know that I get my energy from being by myself or being with small amounts of people. That's certainly where I get my energy. When I do socialize and when I am, I, I must say I do enjoy it. But I do find that I tire quickly, <laughs> you know, and I need to go and recharge. And definitely, I, I, you know, that's why I really, really like that, um, you know, that idea of, you know, what makes an introvert and an extrovert. It's not about anxiety. Uh, it's not about going out there and feeling scared to. It's about it's about back on a second. I need to I need to go recharge by being by myself, by being with a smaller group, and then I go out into the world again and and being bigger groups. Uh, So it sounds like you're similar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, so David, if you are a parent of an introvert or are indeed an introvert yourself or are a teacher or an educator or a therapist who are dealing with introverts, obviously people would like to hear you speak. So let me just give those details out. You will be talking on the 26th of May at 7.30 p.m. And it is part of the Vista Share online conference um, it is a six week conference it starts on the 5th of May and um, we will be talking to some of the other guests but we're obviously starting with you David and if you would like to book if you'd like to hear David and have your own questions you'd like to ask you can um, book at bellavistashareonline.org.za all you have to do is click on 2021 online conference David thank you so much for joining me
0: only a pleasure
1: That was David Abramson, a clinical psychologist in private practice.